and welcome to Worst Bestsellers, where we read about bad teachers so you don't have to. I'm Renata. And I'm Kate. And for this episode, we read Help! I'm Trapped in My Teacher's Body by Todd Strasser. Joining us to discuss this baby big chapter book are Craig and Andrew from the Overdue podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, Craig and Andrew. <laughs> I love the phrase baby big chapter book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I wrote it out with a capital B. So it was like clear to me that I meant like big the movie. And then as I was saying, I was like, this is nonsense. But you know what? <laughs> it's all nonsense. Baby. I mean, it's, I thought that it's, you know, you start reading these chapter books and they're not really like <laughs> chapters by a traditional definition because they're like three pages long, but they do make you feel like a big kid because you've graduated to chapter books for the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an early reader chapter book, aka a baby chapter book, and also it's <laughs> like the movie Big, but if mm-hmm. you were a baby, even mm-hmm. more so, <laughs> um, and and worse, and, and worse. <laughs> than babies big. shouldn't babies shouldn't read this. No, I don't think <laughs> babies will learn a lot of information about making. <sighs> Uh, explosives from this book that I don't I don't think they should have that information this book is troubling um (laughs) this is uh this is uh we're continuing our flashback summer series and so this book was originally published in 1993 and it there was a a series of them I, I think of the four of us I had never heard of these I never read of any of them and having read it now, I'm like, oh, this would not have appealed to me as a child. Like, <laughs> this is simply not for childhood me. But uh, how about you guys? For me, I think what it was that drew me, because it's not, unsurprisingly, we'll start with this. Unsurprisingly, the one that I really liked was Help I'm Trapped in the First Day of School, which mm-hmm. was a time loop. Mm-hmm. Which does track for my current interests as adult Caitlin. Mm-hmm. But I think what made me actually pick them up from the library as a kid was that they were sort of grouped together with like the Bruce Coville, My Teacher is an Alien books. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, as we've discussed in this podcast before, like I read a lot of Bruce Coville as a kid. Uh, So I think it was kind of like, well, I've read all of those. Have you tried these? And then I read the Trapped in the First Day of School and I was like, ah, this slaps. And then I read this one and I was like, this is less good. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the only two I ever read because I was like, oh, the rest of them are all just him body like Freaky Fridaying with teachers. I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. I want I am just interested in time loops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had definitely read this one, which is the first one in the series, and then help I'm trapped in my gym teacher's body, which I think is the fourth one. So they like, most of them are about body swapping. A couple of them are about like being trapped in time. It's just, Craig, I think you pulled some more information on like the full series, but it's so wild to me that by book five, you are already up to the president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And then then by the time you get to number 10, I'm trapped in an alien's body. Number nine, I'm trapped in Santa Claus's body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then by the and then you get to 14 and it's like help i'm trapped in my lunch lady's body and it kind of feels like you've let down to have gone right to president so early yeah. in the series yeah i had read the first i read this when i was a kid i definitely the first one i know i read was help i'm trapped in obedience school i have a very vivid memory of the cover of like there's a dog 
And there's a scene where I think it's not the main character from this book. I think it's one of his friends gets swapped with the dog. And there's a scene where the dog is at home watching television and the kid is like trying to reason with the dog to be like, I need you to be a human again because the dog in your body is like destroying everything. (laughs) Uh, And you're just sitting here watching TV as a dog. (laughs) See that—that um, that sounds adjacent to Animorphs, which I did love. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these books—they were 1993 to 2001, as Andrew alluded to. There's 17 of them, which is absurd. Um, <laughs> and like, if you go look at the list, there's just just like, I don't, somebody put in a lot of work on the Wikipedia page for this list of this series, so that I'm getting detailed character information in book 17. And then I found a blog by someone named uh, spongy spongy444.wordpress.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> the blog is named A Taste of Spongy. So, so thank you, Spongy444. <laughs> um, it's a little confusing because their tweets are Spongy445, but whatever. It's fine. Well, maybe um, Spongy444 was taken. <laughs> Somebody was squatting on it and tried to get him to pay, and he just didn't want to. So I, know, I think they, that represents growth. He's growth yes. one. <laughs> they did. No, I'm a sorry. Read. Spongy four 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 was my father. <laughs> I think they did a read of the help I'm trapped in the first day of school, and then did like a little review of it. But the thing I really want to shout out from this blog, which I had I couldn't find anywhere else, was that they reached out to author Todd Strasser at one point. This blog is from 2021. They reached out to Todd Strasser and were like, "Where the heck did these books come from?" and todd said you know it's a long time ago i don't really remember i was daydreaming one day about an annoying student i'd been to teachers at the same time i remember my daughter was complaining about her nerdy science teacher and that's the best i can recall for the origins of the teacher's body book it was never planned as a series but one day later my editor called me and asked me to write a groundhog day for middle schoolers and i realized i could use the same characters they both did well, so then he just kept pumping them out. The third one was about a dog because his dog sat on his lap while he wrote books. <laughs> so <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> and it was gonna be called "Help, I'm Trapped in My Dog's Body," but they they changed it to "Obedient School" to like fit with the way the series was going. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. it's a very fine line between mm-hmm. the two. Um, I'm, but I'm yeah. noting in my book that Todd Stresser is also the author of the Home Alone TM novelization and and the Home Alone 2 TM novelization. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, we have read two Todd Strasser. Yes, we've read the novelization for Home Alone and we read the novelization for the 1993 Bob Hoskins Super Mario movie. <laughs> Wow, what a career. I know. Yes. Man man has he he's popular in Germany under the name Morton Rue, apparently. He I Why know. can't he be Todd Stresser? It's a great guess, question. Uh, <laughs> he wrote he wrote a novelization of a TV movie that then got made. His novelization got adapted into a German movie that is apparently not bad. But that, so that is what I know him from because that book, The Wave, the Wave, is very frequently on, or at least was very frequently on summer reading lists when I was a bookseller. Huh. So it was something that we'd order in great quantity and put on our summer reading table because it was on like the list of like approved books for summer reading. It's about like some teacher who like ran an experiment 
about you know in teaching history to prove how you could do it to like make kids into Nazis or something. Yeah, it's really uh, uh, the Stanford prison experiment, except yeah. in <laughs> Nazism. <school>. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. You know, Todd Strasser. Um, <laughs> Todd Strasser. He did that and the Mario Brothers movie novelization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Contain multitudes. So, all, for all those reasons, I'm very excited that we're here today. <laughs> are you going you to read this thing about him complaining about PC? The, oh, the politically yeah, I'll read that. <laughs> so I did not. So at the end of my ebook edition for Help I'm Trapped in My Teacher's Body, there was a little bit of Help I'm Trapped in the First Day of School, which I did not read that passage. I, I only came around to this while I was reading Spongy's blog and there's this, and I think it's in there um, talking the main character, Jake talking about his sister says that his sister has gone from an average pain in the butt, big sister to a super pain in the butt PC, big sister. And then he goes on to say that PC stood for politically correct, which basically meant she became a vegetarian was into a million dumb causes and always took the side of the underdog to me, PC stood for pea-brained cretin. Wow. So I just think I got the of... woke mind virus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. woke mind virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I love that you pulled that because the whole time I was reading this, I was like, Jessica is the relatable character for me. Like, Yes, very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's like super competent and, <laughs> and not a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if given an ounce of responsibility, Jessica would not use it to create bombs. <laughs> yeah. One, mm-hmm. one of the things that struck me when I started reading the book that I had had not remembered as clearly was that the main character is like a little stinker. Like <laughs> at best he's a little stinker. At worst he might be worse, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, at worst he's on like a watch list. Yeah, at worst he's a domestic <laughs> terrorist, but at best he's a little stinker. The school to watch list pipeline. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't need to know probably more about Todd Strasser and like no. what he's up to these days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's I, books. He wrote he wrote a book about how like, you know, he seems to have a wide range of ideas, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Wrote a book about how the military exploits young people and how they recruit. You know, he's got he got a lot of ideas. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Called the price of duty. Okay. Huh. You know. Interesting. Todd Strasser. I have nothing else about Todd Strasser. Let's go. This is where I take off my mask and reveal that I am Todd Strasser. <laughs> Shilling for my own work. So go ahead. Let's, let's uh, walk through this very short. So I, I listened to this one. It's not available on audio, but last year a friend taught me a hack of how to turn on the accessibility on Siri so that Siri will read anything on your phone to you. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I, I did listen to Siri read the Kindle version of this book to me <laughs> so that I could do it at 1.5 speed like a normal person. <laughs> Siri's not quite good enough at reading for me to go up to two, which is my preferred speed. But it did mean that I listened to it in like 90 minutes this morning. Let's talk about the book. Yeah, it's about a kid who gets stuck in his teacher's body and he needs help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good summary, Renata. Uh, <laughs> it is about Jake, who is a dipshit, as we have previously established, <laughs> and his teacher, Mr. Dirksen. Dorkson. Also- yeah, the kids all call him Dorkson. The kids all call him Mr. Dorkson because he's a big dork. 
but he also seems like kind of a dipshit. He's yeah. also yeah, he's a bad he's I a mean, bad he's a bad teacher. He seems like a bad yeah. teacher. My notes say his teaching methods do not seem pedagogically sound. And I stand by that. <laughs> he doesn't let the he's also, let's just be clear, he's the meanest teacher because he doesn't let people pee or like cough. The amount yeah. of time that this book spends on talking about how terrible he is because he won't let anyone go to the bathroom really. <laughs> like, you know, these kids are in sixth grade. You should respect their bodily autonomy and give them yeah. a bathroom pass. Yeah. Yes. Dork. You dorksin. Mr. Dorksin. He also may or may not be like expelled from the scientific community for his experiments. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He tells the kids point blank that he is working on an experiment designed to electronically transfer knowledge from one animal to another, which is either, like, worthy of a peace prize or worthy of the Hague. Like, I don't... (laughs) Especially because he, I, I lean towards the latter because he specifically, yep. he specifically says that it is so that teachers will become obsolete and he won't have to teach anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he is like a terrible teacher. He doesn't teach. He just like makes them read out of their books and gives them a quiz. Doesn't let them do any, like ask any questions or do any scientific experiments. He just reads information to them from their textbook mm-hmm. and when the kids ask can we do an experiment he says no because all these chemicals are dangerous and explosive which does raise the question why do you have them in your sixth grade classroom yeah there's there's other stuff you could get probably yeah he seems like a boring ass terrible teacher jake and his <laughs> friends hate him a lot jake and his friends go to shoot spitballs at him and Jake gets caught. So his punishment <laughs> is to is... go to an adult man's house. <laughs> yeah, by himself and carry a big box because the teacher's back is bad. Because this teacher is ancient. He is 35 years old and he has a bad back. And yeah. I that is relatable. Good I wanted to take yeah. to say that is relatable though. It is no. unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm look I podcast for the 35 year olds with bad backs. I'm, I'm, I'm older than you, but I'm among you spiritually. Uh, (laughs) Do I want to just take a half step back. Did any of you ever in real life encounter a spitball, like receiving, seeing, spitting them? I would read about them all the time. I never, that was never a thing that anybody did around me. I think ever, but I mean, it wasn't a thing that it wasn't like the cool thing that all the, the kids were getting up to. Every, all every day but I th- i've ever encountered them yes yeah i it, it wasn't it wasn't like a, a a plague of spitballs or anything it wasn't as frequent as it seems like it is based on like reading books kids books and watching television and yes mm-hmm. but we did have in our cafetorium in middle mm. school um mm-hmm. the like drink station had these little red straws that came in little paper obviously as straws do um and that that was the main spitball conveyance in my school was people would take like a handful of straws and so it was not the like hollowed out pen or whatever he says he uses it was these Mm -hmm. little red straws that's the that's that straw paper there are two things you can do with that straw paper the first thing is make a spitball the second thing is like crumple it up and put some liquid on it and make it unfurl like a little snake. 
Yes, but it is, snakes. <laughs> it's yes. really inviting. It's really encouraging you to make it a spitball. Yes. Those straws are more engaging than Mr. Dorkson's class. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce a third option of what you can do with those straws, and that is rip the paper off, but only rip half of it off, and then twist the top of the paper that's left on the straw into a little arrow and then blow it that's at someone right. like a projectile. Right. Yes, you're so absolutely right. The kids that I went to school with around this age and maybe in early high school were really into gleeking. Does anybody remember gleeking? I'm sorry, what is that a word? No. What are you what word are you saying to me? Well, no, that, that must have been before the show Glee. So yeah, I don't you know. geek out you geek out over the show Glee, right? If it's not that, then I don't know what it is. It, it was just a different form of spitting where you could like your mouth would be open and you'd move your tongue in such a way that it spat saliva out of your mouth. Craig, that's disgusting. It was awful. <laughs> no one was doing spitballs. They were just like Ugh. mouth open spitting at you. Oh, it was terrible. I, I cannot say that I ever encountered that, but it does no. not surprise me that a bunch of middle school and high schoolers came up with that as and a concept. Mo- it is just yeah. a bunch of boys. That I, I could never do it, and and so I didn't even get a chance to be this type of stinker. But <laughs> Craig, just, can I ask an important question? Yeah. And is it possible that your friends were monitor lizards trapped in the bodies of, of <laughs> students? You know, it's po- I am Tustrasser, so it's possible yeah. that all these books are based on my life. Help, I am trapped in a high school student's body. I'm a monitor lizard. <laughs> I'm surprised. What? Why can I so vividly picture people doing this? Because it's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. If I saw somebody doing this, I'd never be able to forget, Craig. (laughs) Okay. Help, I'm trapped glee gig. That's what I'm going to write. Oh, no. So Jake has been tasked with, again, without. Yeah, he's got to carry a box. And listen, nobody's notified his parents, as happens in so many of these sort of middle grade chapter books. This appears to be a fully autonomous child whose parents exist distantly in the background somewhere uh, and never actually factor into the story. So without parental notification, Jake goes over to. A teacher's house while the teacher berates him on the walk uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they are moving uh, heavy duty electrical equipment around during a lightning storm <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere along the way we have met his sister and we have met mrs rogers briefly mostly to explain why mr dorkson doesn't have a car yeah, so yeah, he's, he's getting, a he's been getting a ride things. from Ms. Rogers yeah. every day. Yeah, um, we don't know Miss Rogers yet, except that Jake has a crush on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she touches him inappropriately. She does also, do that. Yeah. <laughs> on his head. Yeah. Every Here's day. what we know about Ms. Rogers: she's a new young social studies teacher who has sixth grade lunch duty. Her hair is wavy and black, and her mm-hmm. eyes are big and blue. Mm-hmm. Her cheeks are rosy, but it isn't for makeup. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> what? Clean face mod, uh, Jake. Come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, is she just like blushing all the time? Does she have rosacea? Like, and if she were wearing makeup, like, what's? Yeah, why I you, don't trust a twelve-year-old boy Jake? to know whether or not someone's wearing makeup. To be yeah, honest. that's that's a great point. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to go on is Jake's word. Yeah. 
Andrew, when they get to Dorkson's house, <laughs> is Dorkson like, yo, this is my big machine. Check it out. He doesn't yes, try to hide like, it, right? Because he had mentioned the the machine in class, the the like knowledge transference machine. And then he has Jake bring the box into the garage and he's like, hey, here is my knowledge transference machine. <laughs> Can you please like touch all the wires while a <laughs> lightning storm bears down on us? Please. According Child to an who I've old, invited into my home. According to an old version of Todd Strasser's website, thanks to archive.org's Wayback Machine, uh, at le- it's called the Dirksen Intelligence Transfer System, parentheses, DITS. Yes, it is not named in the <laughs> in the two books that I've read, but I think it picks up a name later because it's doing a lot of work. So it's just easier to have a <laughs> name to call it, I think. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, and so I don't, and we also get some details about Mr. Dorkson's, you know, sad, lonely little life, about his sad fridge. Uh, he dresses like pre meth kingpin Walter White, basically. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not, he's not a good teacher and he doesn't seem to be very good at being a person either. Yes. Yeah, no Riz. Um, so the they're messing around with this machine in a storm and the house is struck by lightning while they're both standing in the two by the two cages that transfer the intelligence and they both get knocked out and when jake wakes up he realizes that he can't see and everything is blurry and there's a kid who looks sort of like him there with him and the kid hands him a pair of glasses which he puts on and realizes that the kid is him and that he switched bodies with mr dorkson and now he is the teacher and Mr. Dorkson is in his young, spry 12-year-old body. And mm-hmm. he immediately is like, this is excellent. I'm going home to your house to live your life. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the home lightning storm situation, it's sort of giving back to the future. But if yeah. Doc Brown were a terrible creep and if Marty were much less likable than marty mcfly is yes if marty basically was like yeah i'll 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 have sex with my own mom like (laughs) (laughs) what's the problem (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'm just i was really struck by how quickly dorkson's like well i'm 12 now yeah let's go (laughs) this whole book operates on a super compressed timeline that is absolutely hilarious like about and i a saw week, it in right? one of one yeah. of y'all's notes I, so i assume we're going to talk about it but yeah all, everything everything we're about to, to detail for you takes place in the course of not even like a full week like a yeah. bu- like a work week a business yeah. week yes monday to friday well tuesday to tuesday to friday even because yeah they have monday. to get it done before the camping trip weekend yeah. <laughs> that's right um i okay i have to say i totally i get admiring the youthful back of a 12 year old but otherwise <laughs> would you want to be a 12 year old like no no right you're no. gonna go through puberty again oh my god i didn't like being 12 the first time i definitely wouldn't like it the second time i i just it it all seems horrible <laughs> It's one yes. thing. What is the is the Zac Efron movie where he becomes seventeen again? When yes. Matthew Perry becomes seventeen again or something? Yeah, yeah, like, he becomes seventeen, which makes him Zac Efron. Yeah, that that seems <laughs> like a good 
maybe if if high school worked for you, like maybe that's a good time to be because you know age you would be again, and you can like drive. And theoretically, you can, like, you can legally drive. Job. You're yeah. no one's bothering you to vote yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably like getting into the the peak like decade of physical fitness that you'll have oh, if God. you want it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like 12, at one point, like later in the book, he's like, check out my arm. I'm 12. And he like throws a ball. He's like, I'm so strong. You're like, he's 12. Yeah. I just like, there's no, and and so the rest of the book, and we're going to, we're going to talk about it in more detail, but like the reason why they don't body switch back immediately is basically like Dirksen as Jake is just like, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I choose not to. Yeah. And I just feel in real life that. Jake would show back up to Dirksen's house and be like, I am getting these boners all the time. I don't know what to, I feel so bad and weird. Please, please let me have my adult body. back." Yes. And I, I feel like that it's switched. Like I get that Dorkson is a dork and he sucks, but mm-hmm. Jake, it takes him a really long time to be like, Oh cool. I'm an adult. I can do like cool, like, you know, home alone, cool, big, cool 13 on 30 shenanigans. Like, yeah. It ta- yeah. And for as like mischievous as he is, you would think he would be on that sooner, but he's just like gross. I'm old and gross now immediately. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was <laughs> really struck by how quick, like he did go right to the, I'm going to my house and I'm going to tell people like, he does not immediately like, I've other versions of this story do not have like somebody trying to tell the outlandish truth so quickly, you know, it's just like, Oh, I guess I am resigned to my fate. Now I better see what the world has in store for me. Now I can't remember. I can't remember how it works in big. Cause like his friend knows early in big when Tom Hanks becomes, you know, big, big. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't remember like why he doesn't like try. He might like go and like see his mom, but feels like he has to like. I mean, big isn't really a. Well, body he wanted to be situation. big too. Yeah. He, he just yeah, wanted exactly. to be big and then became big. So he like got what he wanted. There's no incentive for him to immediately run to somebody and yeah and tell enough, himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like in Freaky Friday, they didn't know how to switch back. Whereas here, no. it's like he's the one who could do it. Yeah. Yes. Like, but although I'm wondering, because at the end, when at the end of the long week, when Mr. Dorkson is like, oh, actually, I don't want to be 12. Like, actually, you're right. We should switch back. Then he reveals that they can't switch back without a lightning strike, a la Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And then, like, did he know that the whole time? And is that why he's like, well, I know that we can't switch back. So I guess I'll just make the best of it. But I feel like I'm giving perhaps Todd Strasser a little too much credit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think, Todd Strasser? Um, you know, I was just daydreaming about whitening and about a kid that it would be cool to be. So, you know, that's what it's about. I, for one, think it's extremely relatable that the thing that encourages Dirksen to switch back into his adult body is the prospect of having to hang out with two other 12-year-old boys for an entire yep. weekend. Yes. <laughs> Because that sounds like hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, by the way, it is very permissive of all those parents to be like, oh, three 12-year-olds alone in a cabin in the woods by themselves. What is that? All weekend? No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be covered in spitballs and gleeks. 
<laughs> so uh so one season mr jerkson's body he tries to go to his parents and be like i switched bodies i'm jake and he's mr jerkson and his parents are like you're an insane man you're an adult stranger in our home <laughs> yeah. what are you doing all we know about Jake's dad is that he works out for two hours, like four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but something that he says sort of pings his older sister, Jessica, who's like, ah, oh, maybe this like this does something that he said, like, this does seem weird. Jake yeah. is and, being and, weird. And he makes a reference to it, a conversation they had at recess. Together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the um, way, it's funny to me that the sister's name is Jessica because she is clearly an Elizabeth Wakefield. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so he he resigns himself to, and this is a part that I thought was so stupid. I mean, there's okay, there's many parts. He goes back to Mr. <laughs> Dirksen's house because he doesn't know what else to do. And the idea of sleeping in Mr. Dirksen's bed is so abhorrent to him that he takes the sheets and sleeps on the couch instead of maybe just changing the sheets on the bed if he's going to go to all the trouble of taking the sheets out and mm-hmm. making up a bed on the couch. He mm-hmm. is a 12-year-old boy. He has never changed sheets. Yeah, he's life. never made it. He doesn't it. know how to do it. <laughs> The, he would be utterly defeated by a fitted sheet. Like, can you, <laughs> like it would just it would just not work. This is true. I rescind my previous comment. <laughs> uh, and the next morning, he oh, no. gets ready to. He, he wakes up because the doorbell is ringing, and it's Miss Rogers, the hot young teacher, who has been giving Mister Dirksen rides to school in her car because his car's in the shop. And she also like comes into his house and makes him breakfast. Yeah, so wild. Yep. Yeah, and like eggs, like not even like their cereal. Like she makes him eggs, and she's like, it's so to be honest. Weird. To be honest, it, to me, it would be weirder if she came in and said, "You haven't eaten breakfast. Let me make you breakfast," and then poured him a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, she's got a lot. There's a lot of sort of like normcore trad wife stuff yeah. going on with miss <laughs> rogers so it's well i don't know like it's we possible find out, that this is her thing we find out later in the book that like they go back because dorkson dated her sister who is yeah. now is in a name? nunnery yeah yeah the just ultimate to, breakup which she is Strasser just removing God. her from the board because he can't think of anything to do with this sister character mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. just you know nunnery it's fine yeah yeah. So Mr. Dirksen drove this woman to, to enter <laughs> to enter a convent. But but Jake is like into it and like realizes he can flirt with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's he does because he doesn't know that it's a different kind of inappropriate for him <laughs> to flirt with with a female coworker who's coming to his house to make him breakfast for some reason. Also inappropriate. Mm. Yeah. I guess like she wants to be Dorkson's mommy and Jake is like, I do need a mommy. And then it's <laughs> and then it's sort of working, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so Jake has dug through Dorkson's closet to find like the one pair of jeans that he has, and everyone all day is telling him how cool he looks because he's wearing <laughs> jeans yeah. instead of his like brown on brown suit that he normally wears. So Yeah. <laughs> I here's the thing (laughs) when he when he gets into teaching classes he's like let's do an experiment today like let's make bombs which is insane but also (laughs) 
<laughs> is like a better <laughs> seems to to be more engaging and educational than what the actual Mr. Dorkson does as a teacher. It is I at don't, least like I don't encourage the making of yeah. bombs by middle schoolers. But also I feel like maybe they learn more doing this. <laughs> I mean to to Jake's credit he does recalibrate when the principal comes by and is like, "Hey, were you uh making bombs in your 6th grade class today?" <laughs> And subsequently, he sort of splits the difference by doing more experiments and applied science, but without uh, making uh, <laughs> like weapons grade explosive material. I like the part where they're they're making he's like kind of looking at the the triumph of his class. So like he had he had a homeroom where he talked to his sister. He had the gifted and talented class where he just let those nerds read books all all day. <laughs> um and then for his class, it's like, we're making bombs. And then, like, as the class is, like, working on all their cool bombs, he's like, ah, yes, a wonderful class. Making bombs and everyone can pee whenever they want. <laughs> everyone can go pee, take a break from your bomb and piss. Like, cough away, whatever. Like, this is a great class. You're right. He does walk back the bomb part, but he has become the best teacher by, like, being lenient about restroom use. Yes. <laughs> But also, I also love that he's like, we're going to make bombs. Does anyone know how to make bombs? (laughs) One of the kids does know how to make bombs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This like red pilled 4chan little piece of shit (laughs) comes in here knowing how to make bombs. Is that Howie Jameson? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that kid. mm. (laughs) It's it's troublesome. (laughs) Well, also, I just want to say that I had gotten an old print copy of this from the library, and I think the rest of you had ebooks. And mm-hmm. in the notes, it was mentioned that like some things were modernized, like instead of a blackboard, they have a smart board in the newer version. But they they Wait, still real make quick, another one when he's when he's in Mister Dorkson's house for the first time, and he's looking around, and he's like, "This guy doesn't even have a DVR." I'm like what? <laughs> At that point, I couldn't decide what year the because it wasn't. It was a little too old for today, but not. It wasn't just oh a VHS player. I do. I do love that they're like we got to get all this outdated technology stuff out of here. What's what's something that's like clearly already on its way out that we can reference to sort of update <laughs> to update this thing? But this is so. Um, we encountered this when we did a bunch of uh, Goosebumps books for for overdue recently. I encountered it when I was skimming through the the opening part of um, The Kid Who Ran for President when we were talking about possibly doing that one, which is another one that I read when I was a kid. And I think just like a lot of these like middle grade chapter books in the early 2010s when Scholastic like reissued them as ebooks, they just went through and did um, like sensitivity edits on a lot of them. And, and to... So I've got and a some quote. modernization edits, like a mix yeah. of, of both. Yeah. Yeah. And so like normally it's the most it's the most noticeable when like you're reading a book from 1994 and suddenly they're talking about Iron Man 2. Like it's usually technology or pop <laughs> culture that gets you. But there's a lot of other like the blackboard smart board thing and then a lot of other stuff um, in response to uh, some pieces about R.L. Stein's books. Uh, Scholastic said, uh Scholastic takes its responsibility seriously to continue bringing this classic adolescent brand to each new generation. When reissuing titles several years ago, 
Scholastic reviewed the text to keep a language current and avoid imagery that could negatively impact a young person's view of themselves today with a particular focus on mental health. So I think like without working with any of the authors, because Stein said that he had not like yep. been yep. asked or like approved any of the stuff that they did. They went back and, and just did this like sort of carte blanche to all of these 90s kids books. It's been interesting to to revisit the ones I'm familiar with and, and see where all the changes are, because it is just the DVR. It's the DVR kind of stuff that really hits you. <laughs> the thing about the smart board that I think is so funny is that it's in the first sentence of the book. The first yep. sentence starts with like, you know, Mr. Dorkson said while well, at the smart board and then literally every other reference to it is a blackboard. <laughs> they use smart board once in the first mm-hmm. sentence and then didn't change a single other instance. <laughs> Good catch. Oh, man. Um, in the old version, the thing that he doesn't have instead of DVR is cable, which uh-huh. actually makes mm. more sense because he flips it on. He, he he sees immediately he can't get the good channels. Yes. Mm. Yes. Like, why does the 12 year old care about DVR? Well, because he, yeah. he wants to watch his episodes of Bones later. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get into the bone zone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um yeah so, so he... didn't need to derail the whole conversation i just find this this scholastic no, thing, like, oh, well, i know because it happened without we... anybody noticing it and then when they did it to goosebumps everybody was like whoa not goosebumps well before we started recording andrew we were talking a little bit about how you can check some of these out some of these old print books out from like archive.org right mm-hmm. and that's that can be a way to compare versions if you are, if you yeah, find yourself have, like, with the ebook or something like that, scanned in like OCR versions of the, yeah. of the old ones and not the reissues. Yeah. 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 Which is cool because, um, I, I was saying that I had used archive for, um, like books that I know are out of copyright, but I didn't realize that stuff is up there. And now, now a whole world has been open to me. <laughs> through, oh yeah. Through the power I, of the smart board. I ordered a copy of the super Mario brothers novelization that got lost in the mail and was able to check out a copy of it to read for our show. Thank God. So, you know, they've got a lot up there. They've got a lot of stuff. It's like whenever I want to find an old like MS DOS game or a book I read when I was 12, like the internet archive is there for me. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So back, back in, back in, Mr. Dorkson's world. Yeah, Jake. we're in like Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Jake has convinced Jessica that he is in fact Jake. Yep. Uh, he he's explained to her about the body swap. She believes him because Mr. Dorkson in Jake's body has been like super helpful and so good at chores and so clean and so nice that their parents are starting to get like suspicious and have started to say to Jessica, "Why can't you be more like your brother?" When usually that goes the other way. Um, So the two of them start trying to figure out how they can make this happen, but they feel like they need, they can't come up with a good reason that would get Mr. Dorkson to go back to, to do this because he still refuses, even as he is being ostracized by the other kids. And like, even as his Jake's parents are thinking there's something weird going on with him. He's still mm-hmm. like, no, I love being 12 so much. I don't want to do this. This is all happening in one day. <laughs> Jake is basically torturing him in class yes. also. Yeah. yeah, that's true. 
And he, he also, that night, Jessica and Jake in Dorkson's body go to the mall and go on a shopping spree and, yeah. like, get him a spray tan and yeah. contact <laughs> lenses and cool clothes. Yeah. And everyone is so, like, shocked and amazed by his, like, makeover and how cool he is now. Especially, of course, Ms. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Kim. Who- is very into his makeover. Yeah, she's very into it. She loves guys who look like Howie Mandel, and that's exactly <laughs> the look that he's now rocking. Well, and he is, he's like into playing his version of Dorkson a bit more because Jessica was like, listen, you can't get Dorkson fired or else they'll make him leave town and then you'll never swap your bodies back, <laughs> which definitely tracks. But also, yeah, now he's getting more attention from miss rogers why he's doing that you know he's he's a 12 year old boy trapped Mm -hmm. in a 35 year old man's body Mm -hmm. and he also starts a rumor that jake has bubonic plague and that's why he's (laughs) acting weird (laughs) well i think he's also trying to keep miss rogers from ever like interacting with him Mm -hmm. it's like don't go near him like well okay that story checks out (laughs) (laughs) it just feels like miss rogers was like constructed like a week before the book starts and so that's why she like doesn't understand how human behavior works (laughs) well given that her sister's a nun i feel like miss rogers probably did go to like a non-accredited Christian school of some sort. Yeah, like, yeah. Got some like homeschool vibe, like the bad kind of homeschool yeah. vibe. <laughs> the super fundamentalist kind, yeah. Yeah, not the cool unschool vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so the because of the all of the hubbub about the bombs the day before, he's like, okay, we're not going to build bombs again today, but we are going to do an experiment but first, we're going to review what we read in the book last night or whenever they read it. I don't fucking know. All the eh. kids start revolting and yelling, we want the old dorks. We we want the we want new, the new dorks, dorks, not the old dorks. In. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's been different for a day, everybody. But he was so much cooler, Craig. He let everybody <laughs> pee whenever they wanted. That's true. <laughs> I do pe- feel like as adults we do take for granted the ability to pee whenever you want. Like, <laughs> so true. It's it's pretty powerful. Just like, whenever, the- like I'm in a like a car or some situation where I can't immediately pee, I'm like, well, this is just my entire life now. Is <laughs> wondering when I'm going to be able to take care of this. Yeah, babies and adults peeing whenever you want. You know, absolutely. Yeah, like at the library, sometimes kids will be like, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can do whatever you want." Like, <laughs> I'm not your mom, and I'm not your teacher. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, ever the- have a teacher that if somebody asked that they went, I don't know, can you? Yeah, Hate oh yes. That yeah. Shit. Get away from me. I got I didn't there was one teacher I had, I think my fourth grade teacher, who was a big I don't know, can you and dogs say yep. People say yes. Ooh, no. No. <laughs> no. Dogs don't say yep though. I, that's what that's what she that's what my teacher said. That's what she said. Yes. I didn't want to uh, do it. Yeah, I backed out of that. It is 2007. Could... <laughs> uh yeah, we're going to have to update that language in post. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
when, when she was at her smart board, she yeah. said <laughs> that. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> uh, so, so Jake is as Dorkson yeah, does. Kay, yeah, get us back on track. <laughs> I dare you. I fucking dare you. <laughs> uh, he's like, we will I'm do- blowing spitballs at you. <laughs> of this podcast oh no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so so as jake as as dorkson is like okay well we'll do an experiment but we i don't know what kind of experiment yet and while talking about how the digestive system works he kind of crowdsources an experiment to prove that gravity isn't why you can swallow things Mm mm-hmm and he uses he uses Mr. Dorkson and his body as the experimentee, the subject of the experiment, and forces two kids to hold him upside down while he drinks water out of a cup. Yeah, so just, just full just fully waterboards a twelve year old boy. Yeah. That's there's no big deal. It's fine. I'm gonna make sure this man's body doesn't get fired for teaching kids to make bombs. By waterboarding a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. Before that point, he is doing like pretty good Socratic method. Yes, <laughs> bad. It's a testament to how bad Mr. Dorkson was. Is that Jake is kind of immediately an improvement despite knowing nothing about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, there is that beat where he's making Dorkson like write stuff on the chalkboard, and a kid asks a question that Jake doesn't know the answer to and and Dorkson in Jake's body like feeds him the answer. I think later he's like I couldn't get I like I couldn't stand with them thinking you did like I didn't know the answer to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good assist. A principal the principal also comes to find him and is like you're so good at teaching these past two and a half days. <laughs> other teachers are coming to observe you on Friday and you've been voted like teacher of the month. <laughs> and he's like awesome <laughs> and then other teachers come in to observe him yeah it's great he's so and good at it don't we don't get a good scene of that though because no, he's just don't. like worried about making the body swap thing happen so yeah. it doesn't well, even cause... doesn't even really pay off that he's going to be teacher of the month no the the miss rogers thing like takes precedence that like that plot supplants the career of mr dorkson what are we don't yeah. we don't really meet school figures other than dirksen and um, the principal and the principal and yep. miss rogers right yep. yeah yep. yes yeah yeah because the next day uh when miss <laughs> rogers comes over for breakfast she's not wearing the sweater and jeans she normally wears she's wearing a pretty pink dress and she says i'm taking you out to breakfast as a celebration for you being teacher of the month mm-hmm. and having teachers observe you in class today and then the second they get to the restaurant she's like so have you ever thought about marriage <laughs> and it's very clear she means to her like to immediately I had to like check myself to be like, the book has not told me that they're dating, right? No, the they're book not. Has dating. Explicitly no. avoided as, saying that. As far as we know, Mr. Dirksen first flirted with her three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And she's no, like, whoa, is, have you thought about marriage at all? Like, <laughs> This is very fully like, this is the, the point where you're like, oh, this woman is unhinged. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, she has been carpooling with this man for like a few days. And for like three days, he's been mildly cool, mm-hmm. mildly cool. And suddenly she's like, I am going to marry this man. I don't know what kind of pressure her parents are putting on her now that her sister has entered the convent or what. But she that's, is like, yeah, that's a good question. Ready to nail this guy down because he got contacts and wears jeans to school now. And he shaved his and spray tan. Which, by the way, I was flipping through. In 1993, it was not a spray tan, babies. He was getting them UV rays. <laughs> also, the, er, early on when she's like, oh, you're you're acting so different. And he's like, oh, well, it's just like I'm shy because we haven't known each other very long. And she's like, um, don't you remember that you used to date my sister who went into a convent? And like, we've been we've known each other for a really long time. Don't you remember that? And he's like, haha, yeah, I just I just am being weird because I haven't had breakfast yet. And she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And like, <laughs> it doesn't well, you get married? <laughs> <laughs> well, then she does. Is it what is it this scene at like whatever diner, wherever they are, where she's like, and I've kind of been into you ever since you dated my nun sister, or is that uh-huh. later when she? Yeah, said no, this is, she's she is like I, I've been into you ever since you were dating my sister, but I couldn't say anything. But now that my sister is off the board and yep. <laughs> married to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'm winning the Game of Thrones, and I'm yeah, like my I, now I can I can express my interest. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And so Jake is kind of like, uh, I don't know. I think this is moving a little too fast. And she's like, well, why don't you come have a romantic dinner at my house tonight? I'll, <laughs> I'll pick you up. <laughs> you know what? I just am proud of her for, you know, shooting her shot. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> too many stories would have, like, Jake be some weird, like, you know, he's already a hooligan. But, like, he would do something extra weird here. It's not like, you know, you know the less we say about how what happens to the lady in big the the better <laughs> that is, that is, you know what that is such a good point yeah. actually I, I i that hadn't occurred to me and now i am retroactively relieved that jake didn't do some like weird yep. perv shit that is yeah and that so it's funny that this is the only time aside okay so in in the quote from help i'm trapped in a gym teacher's body that i like the most is that jake tells somebody to make like a rainforest and disappear <laughs> no <laughs> stop oh as, as a PC Jessica, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the my, my the second thing is that it, so in that one, Jake switches bodies with the gym teacher. He's super muscly. He kind of he likes being muscly. Like Jake is the one having a fun time in that one. He's the one who doesn't want to switch back. And in that, in both of these books, the thing that sort of the, the that swings the the characters back toward the status quo is the prospect of having to have sex with an adult woman Mm. (laughs) because, because the gym teacher's girlfriend comes back from the Miss universe competition that she had been participating in. And is like, Hey baby, I love your muscles. Let's bone down. And he's like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, like Todd Strasser and probably because these are middle grade chapter books, like as soon as it could get weird, 
he's like, okay, we need to get the kid back in the kid's body so that nothing untoward happens. But there's yeah. this whole scene and help him trapped in a gym teacher's body where the, his, the gym teacher's girlfriend, like, okay. All right. All right. Wait, wait. I, I know I said I wouldn't go very far into this, but there's a halfway. I know, I'm switch. listening attentively. <laughs> there's a halfway switch where they try to get switched back, but there's not enough electricity. And so the gym teacher's head is on Jake's body and nope. Jake's head nope. is on the gym teacher's <laughs> body. And so the girlfriend has come back from Miss Universe and she is really into Jake now because he's got all these muscles. What? And she's like, Jake, how oh old God. are you? And he's like, I'm what? fucking I'm fucking 15 years old. And he, she's like, I'm 19. So that's a what? little weird. But when you're 30, when I'm 30 and you're 25, that won't that won't seem so weird. Right. And Jake's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh no. boy! Yeah. Now I really need no one to read like Lunch Lady, or <laughs> you know, that book worries me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just so there's one in the series called Help. I'm trapped in a professional wrestler's body, and mm-hmm. I wanted to read that um because of The Rock and our love for him. <laughs> and I, there was one <laughs> copy available in my library's consortium, so I requested it. But then it turns out their copy is actually lost, and so they weren't able to fulfill it. The Rock has and I, it. The Rock has it. I wasn't, and then I didn't know that I could find it in internet archive. That didn't occur to me. But then my coworker was like, "Oh, Renata, your your request failed for that book. Help! I'm trapped in my gym teacher's body, but I resubmitted it for an out of state interlibrary loan." And I was like, "Oh." I am humiliated and please cancel that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yes. Like you just so like once once it, once it gets I'm to the point curious. where it has a carbon footprint, I feel like that's too much effort to <laughs> cross it with eight lines that you know yeah. I'm be yeah. illegal. <laughs> do they make out in the car? Yes, they do make out in the car. Uh as Miss Rogers drives Jake to school as Mr. Dorkson they do she does kiss him and she immediately he immediately says to jessica like uh we need to fix this because she tried to kiss me or she kissed me in the car and she wants to get married and jessica's like that sounds cool actually which hmm (laughs) yeah i put canon queer jessica in my notes (laughs) it's possible that she is just trying to play it up for Dirksen as Jake to make him more interested in switching back into his body. Like, boom, mm. doesn't that doesn't that sound great mm. to, to to smooch this weird lady in a, in a car? <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Dirksen also is ready to switch back because he realizes that otherwise he'll have to go on a camping trip with two of Jake fr- Jake's friends this weekend, and he also does not want to do that. Yeah. So they realize, which, as we mentioned earlier, it is just the three friends in a cabin with no adults, which is, uh, mm, mm, yeah, questionable. Very the cabin's going to get blown up. They're going to take <laughs> all their newfound bomb making knowledge up to that cabin. Yep, mm-hmm, exactly. The first thing they asked Jake when in bomb class was like, "Hey, can you help us make a bomb that we can bury in a field and make a big hole?" Her, her, her. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, I will say, tween boys do like to dig holes. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's why their parents shouldn't let them go to the cabin by themselves for a weekend. It's also why bomb class isn't a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Jake's friends just being like, hey, do you, could we make a bomb that was like big enough to, I don't know, like blow up the lobby of a small government building or something? It's just like <laughs> You know, there was a, two things about the 90s here. One is I noticed when they were when he was describing Burp It Up University, wherever they go to school. <laughs> and he's he's like, oh, you know, they built this. This, you know, school five years ago because the town was growing so fast. It used to be farms, but now it's just houses owned by people who drive to the city for work. And I'm like, wow, that's those go-go like Clinton years. Everybody's getting white collar jobs. Yeah, we got the we got the we got the white flight. And then there's a whole bunch of, you know, baby McVeigh's in this school. Just like <laughs> Jesus. And then they go and ask Miss Rogers if God could make a bomb that was so big that it would blow up God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they they go after school, Jessica and Jake and Mr. Dirksen go over to his house to try and switch them back because they need a lot of electricity. And thankfully, Mr. Dirksen lives right by a bunch of power lines (laughs) and he has so many yards of that super skinny, super conductive wire that they can use to somehow connect the power lines to the machine. Yeah, like yeah. through the insulation and shielding yep. that would be yep. on the... Okay, sure, fine, yeah. whatever. And they are trying to get the... There's a whole se- extended sequence where they're trying to get the super conductive wire over to the power lines and they have to try all these different things to get it. And Dirksen and Jake's body eventually throws it over, taped to a baseball, and it succeeds and they're very excited. And then Dirksen tries to alter the switcheroo so that he can keep Jake's hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it doesn't work. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so he does it the right way that time again. And it, I don't and know. And like, had to try. Like, he's just like, had to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but Miss Rogers loves him even without hair for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're back into their regular bodies. And Mr. Dirksen is like, wait, like, Miss Rogers is in love with the me that's you what do i do and it's like don't be a dipshit all the time yeah like, yeah wear jeans wear jeans <laughs> and don't grow your beard back until after you're married is specific advice that yeah. jake yeah. and jessica i think give him yes okay also mr jerkson asks are you going to start behaving in class and jake says quote i guess i mean it seems like a pretty awesome task which i know is like the original definition of awesome but that is not how 12 year old boys use the word awesome yes yeah, no not especially like, not in the 90s yeah, yeah. 1993 right. or whatever yeah is that what he says in my version he says awesome task <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's look. Let's go to the go to the. Let's tape go and... to the videotape. Uh-huh. Yeah, check the footage. It's near the very end. Obviously, Oops, it's I not in the, the part, epilogue. I did find the part where they're talking about how Dirksen used to date uh, Miss Rogers' older sister, and he says, "Well, Mister Dirksen rubbed his clean-shaven chin. I always did like her more than Ellen. Of course, I met Ellen first, and being a gentleman, there was nothing I could do about it." Yes. <laughs> In my wow. version, it says, I, I mean, it seems like a pretty difficult task, but maybe if he makes science interesting. Huh. Sure. I mean, that makes more sense. Yes. 
Um, he I cut it off. He does say it seems like a pretty awesome task, but maybe if he really makes it interesting, I could do it. But he definitely says pretty awesome task, which is not yeah. it. not it. Weird. <laughs> then there's then there's the epilogue where Jake kind of references like, "What if uh, Miss Rogers, you married me instead?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. She shows off her diamond ring because she would always like ruffle Jake's hair, but yep. somehow um, she hurts him with the diamond ring, which seems no. she just whacks him over the head with it. She, yeah, she had to go out of her way to do that. She like I think. turns it around and smacks it. Him. Must, it could be huge because where did he get the funding for his intelligence transfer cages if he is not like rich? And yet he doesn't have a DVR. It's very confusing. Maybe he and it does specifically say a small <laughs> diamond ring on her ring finger. Oh, small diamond. Okay, sure. Okay. She's she shouldn't be rubbing his head. It's like just no. First, yeah. Yep. So anyway, this book is like bad, but it whips fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it appeals to a very specific kind of like. Six, sixth grader like middle grade kid who's like yeah kids know everything adults are all ancient and stupid <laughs> and everything that i hate about my life i could fix inside of three days <laughs> and yeah. and everyone in the book is like ostensibly a good person you know like it's that type of book where like even people even dorkson he's not like he's not evil He's just going to have to learn to let people pee, everyone. If there is, <laughs> if there is like a, a deep, a deeper meaning to this book, it's about how walking a mile in somebody else's shoes can give you the perspective that you need to like understand them more and be a better person. It, it does like nod toward that a couple of times. Yeah. Mostly yeah. the book is not about that. Mostly it's no. about other stuff. <laughs> Mostly it's about making bombs and like the <laughs> specific ingredients that you need to do it. But in between that <laughs> it talks a little bit about yeah we didn't trying to all think the, about life from somebody else's perspective didn't mention all the detailed charts in this book or the you know very specific <laughs> bomb measurements you know schematics yeah like the, the instead of the full color photos you get in a movie novelization it's just like a fold out centered fold thing of oh, mom's schematic i've seen here was originally published by the weather underground weird i didn't <laughs> have no idea um well, this seems like a great time to transition to our dramatic readings. And mm. Andrew, maybe you could start by telling us about some cool chemicals. All right. So in this in this section, uh, this is very early in the book. Mr. Dirksen is telling all the kids why he refuses to teach them and that they're the worst kids he's ever known in his entire career. <laughs> you know, Julia, he replied, I really wish that just for once, one of you students could be the teacher and I could be the student. I'd love to see how you'd handle a classroom filled with such ill-mannered, ill-behaved sixth graders as yourselves. The thought of letting you do an experiment is preposterous. He pointed to a long row of glass cabinets along one wall. Inside, we could see jars filled with different colored chemicals. Do you realize that most of those chemicals are poisonous? Mr. Dorkson asked. Some are even explosive. How could I possibly allow you to do an experiment? If you didn't poison yourselves, you would probably blow us all up. Why do you have all this stuff in your class, Mr. Dorkson? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he has one of those like chemical showers to Ooh, like, like the eyewash station yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you like blow your arm off, you can go like <laughs> rinse it. <laughs> if he does, I don't think Jake knows about it. That's well, Jake wouldn't know how to operate it. That's true. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's what the chemicals are for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is obviously post body swap when Jake has become Dorkson. <laughs> Class, today we're going to learn how to make a bomb. The kids all looked at each other in disbelief. A hand shot up. It belonged to Jake, or I mean, Mr. Dirksen. Uh, excuse me, D- Mr. Dirksen, but don't you think that might be dangerous? Jake, please go to the blackboard and write, I will not ask stupid questions 100 times. <laughs> but Mr. Dirksen, he gasped, you better hurry or you'll have to write it 200 times. Jake got up and slammed his chair under his desk angrily. Then he went up to the blackboard and started to write. All right, class. Does anyone know the chemical formula for gunpowder? A boy named Howie Jameson raised his hand. (laughs) Potassium nitrate, powdered charcoal, and sulfur. The chemicals were locked in the glass cabinets that lined the wall. I took Mr. Dirksen's keys out of my pockets and opened them. Inside, we found everything we needed. What a blast! By the end of the class, kids were making firecrackers, Roman candles, and sparklers. Almost everyone went out for water or to use the bathroom at least once, and a couple of kids didn't even bother to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they go? What did they go to blow up? <laughs> <laughs> they lost seven good urinals that day. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dirksen just has a big like container full of ground up Sudafed in his science cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this could be like I, I know you uh, alluded to Walter White earlier. Like, imagine if <laughs> if it went in that direction, mm-hmm, that'd mm-hmm. be really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so in this in the next class that he teaches as Dorkson, we talked about him doing this esophagus experiment where he waterboards a child. <laughs> and what I've had forgotten about that scene is also he is he is making. Dirksen and Jake's bodies stand upside down while people hold him upside down. He's going to drink water so he can prove that water will go down your esophagus. Kids are betting on whether or not he's going to barf. And so he says, Julia, I said, hold Jake's nose. With Julia holding Jake's nose, Mr. Dirksen and my body took another sip and another and another. Soon the whole cup was empty. He did it, Josh shouted, letting go of Jake's leg. Jake landed in a heap on the floor while Andy and Josh went around the room collecting their winnings. Meanwhile, in Mr. Dirksen's body, I went up to the front of the room to sum up what we'd learned that day. And this is why I picked this amazing Dead Poet Society passage. (laughs) What is the tube that takes food from the mouth to the stomach? I asked. The esophagus, everyone answered. And what are the muscle contractions that move the food down to the stomach called? Peristaltic waves, everyone shouted. And why doesn't the food come back up once it's in the stomach? Because the esophagus collapses like a flattened straw and we'll, and we'll let it, they cried. The bell rang. <laughs> Class dismissed, I said. What are we doing? Wow. We're learning like, about the esophagus. Yeah, what, in, what kind of science does Mr. Dirksen teach where they're doing like biology one day, but like chemistry another day? I don't know. Just also, like, can you imagine walking by that classroom and, the, like, 30 kids in unison <laughs> are yelling about flattened straws in the esophagus? While a crumpled child surrounded yeah. by water on the floor, like, struggles to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, you would be like, wow, this is the teacher of the month. Teacher yeah. of the month. <laughs> we better have people come observe this. Uh... 
Okay. Um, I am going to read about Mrs. Rogers, who is just truly unhinged. Please, Kate, Ms. Rogers. She Ms. is Rogers, not yet yeah, married. I got yet. ahead of myself. <laughs> Still not married in Help I'm Trapped in a Gym Teacher's Body, even though it takes place a full two years later. So Whoa. gotta wonder, just uh, a long he's engagement? Gotta get, he's got to get Jake back in the body to make it happen, I think. Yeah, I couldn't seal the deal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We went to a restaurant a few blocks from school. Ms. Rogers kept giggling and blushing. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I knew she was acting strange. <laughs> I ordered pancakes, hashed browns. Yeah. <laughs> hashed browns. And sausage. Ms. Rogers ordered a cup of tea and hardly touched it. She became very quiet, and a couple of times I looked up from my food and found her gazing dreamily at me in Mr. Dirksen's body. Yeah. Finally, I finished breakfast. That was great. Thanks. You're welcome. Ms. Rogers ran her fingertip around the rim of her teacup. Suddenly, she looked up and straight at me with her big blue eyes. Phil, I've been thinking about something all week, and I've finally gotten up the nerve to talk about it. Uh, okay, I said a little nervously as I reached for my water glass. I know this will seem very forward of me, but have you ever thought about marriage? <laughs> Gah. I was in the middle of a gulp of water and suddenly began to joke. <laughs> Phil, Miss Rogers jumped up and slapped me on the back. Are you all right? Uh, I think so. I swallowed. Miss Rogers sat down again and bit her lip. So what do you think? Did you say marriage? The corners of her pretty mouth turned down and she looked sad. I didn't think you'd react so negatively, she said with a <laughs> sniff. <laughs> Like, it just goes on. Like, I... <laughs> Later on, she says, I feel as if you're not being serious, Phil. I wish you understood how important this is to me. Over this past week, eating breakfast with you every morning, seeing how you changed, I I feel like I've fallen in love with you. <laughs> My God. Seeing how you've week. changed. <laughs> Over these past three and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Of yeah, me you've coming to your house and, and cooking for you. Mm -hmm. And you like failing to remember basic facts about our 25 year old <laughs> relationship with each other. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what, what is Ms. Rogers deal? Why is she like this? What, what in her life has driven her sister to the convent and made her like this? That's an amazing question. I'm going to have to read all 17 of these books to figure it out. <laughs> she was into him before he had the essence of a 12-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. And then that is just what pushed her over the edge. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't Let's like... Let's go with you, that. I don't like how you said it. But it's probably what happened. Hmm. <laughs> um... All right, let's move on to Reader's Advisory and suggest some books to read instead of, or in addition to, help, I'm trapped in my teacher's body. Well, there are, of course, all of the film classics, Freaky Friday, 13 Going on 30, 17 Again, all of the child big. adult switcheroos, big, big of course, yeah, which we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, I would say that some of the Bruce Coville books you know they're they're better than this but they are kind of like this sort of like 90s semi 
fantasy hijinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd go anamorphs. <laughs> I think I, I would I would there are a bunch of goosebumps that probably mm. that we read, you know, for the show and you know, there are a whole bunch of them that we didn't, you know, have time to cover that would probably what when we went back and read a bunch of them, I had not remembered like how much like they're not actually that scary. His goal is mm. to kind of <laughs> Well, fair enough. The, his goal is to if something is scary, it's scary to make you kind of laugh at it being scary. At least that's his that's Stein's jovial Bob Stein's intended goal. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think if if you're into some of the hijinks and, and humor here, you might fish around in the old Goosebumps catalog. I already mentioned uh, the kid who ran for president earlier. I want to mention it again because it does do a lot of the same like weird heightened like kid in a weird situation stuff Mm. because it is about like in the space of a year or so, a a child, like a 12 year old boy who gets the U.S. Constitution changed and then runs for and wins the office of United States president. (laughs) And so there's a there's a lot of fun, goofy stuff in there with none of the like, is this woman going to fuck a child stuff that <laughs> comes up in in these body swap books. Oh, I, I guess that still sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PC, PC Jessica's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll have this list and maybe some other ones up on our website, worstbestsellers.com. You know, many of these might still be available at your library or at archive.org. It, .org. If you uh, if you want to revisit them or whatever, mm-hmm. you can do that. <laughs> uh, now it's time for The Rock Paper Snicked, where Kate will say who Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be if he were in this book, and I'll say who Wolverine would be if he were in this book, and Craig and Andrew can choose which most enhances the book, or um, they can choose paper, which is to leave it as is. Or ebook, which is to leave it as is with the sensitivity updates. Yes. I- <laughs> Um, if the rock were in this book, he would be one of the visiting teachers who is seeing how Jake as Dirksen is the best teacher ever in the world. Uh, it wouldn't change the book at all, but he would just have like a little cameo. We'd maybe get to see a little bit more of that, of that, of Jake as Dirksen actually teaching these other teachers how to teach good. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is maybe the only thing missing from this book is that absurdity. I forgot to mention, by the way, what I was, I reminded myself when I mentioned the sensitivity updates, I had forgotten that part of what I wanted to do for my dramatic reading about the bombs, I got so carried away about the bombs that I did forget that I had also flagged the part where, um, in the 1993 version, Jake, as the teacher, does call his students a bunch of R words. <laughs> but he says the word. He doesn't say R word. He says it in the book for children in 1993. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I did I did ask, like, before we started recording, and that definitely wasn't in the new version. I forget what you guys said it was instead, but but not that. I think he just calls them like flemwads or something. Like it's a, it's a, there's a different spot where he says, "Oh, he calls them." Oh gosh, 
Uh, he calls them flemwads in other parts of the book. In this specific passage, he says, I think that shows exceptional thinking for a couple of crash test dummies like yourselves. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Also, which, still which a relevant, I read still was like, that's a topical reference. reference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for 93. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if Wolverine were in this book, I think he would just sort of casually um, t- take away all the bombs and bring them to the danger room for slightly safer disposal. And, <laughs> but but otherwise would leave the whole situation alone. Sure. <laughs> it's not really hey, his I business. <laughs> I don't know about you, Craig, but I can just see the, the sort of montage where the rock kind of is looking at dork jake as dorks in teaching and he sort of like raises his eyebrow a little bit and just like <laughs> nods like approvingly and that i feel like that would enhance the experience of of reading the book i think i want the satirization of teachers that would come from jake making up bullshit in dorkson's body and then i'm all and them being like well he's teacher of the month he must know what he's doing like mm-hmm. that that is and if the rock is there raising what at first appears to be a skeptical eyebrow but is actually a how can i use this in my pedagogy eyebrow mm-hmm. <laughs> the pet not that it's no longer the people's eyebrow it's the pedagogy's eyebrow. <laughs> uh, that that to me i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the rock yeah i support that and um and i do wish i had been able to read the one where jake gets trapped in a professional wrestler's body Mm. and i would say maybe i will go seek it out in archive.org but now that we're done with the podcast about it i'm i'm not going to i don't want to that bad (laughs) i may Um, may need to read basically all of these i'm not sure yet (laughs) there's a lot going on but (laughs) maybe next summer we'll reconvene um but good game congrats kate congrats the rock congrats to dorkson for learning so much on your journey <laughs> and uh now it is time for door day's corner where my cat door day shares his opinions <coughs> yeah door day it is it is fucked up that this guy has two books where you where someone changes with a dog but none with a cat <laughs> and and I think that is really biased. But I think if you think about it, if if somebody, I mean, if I changed bodies with a cat, I feel like it would be so hard to convince me to come back out. Because <laughs> yeah, I you know I'd be like, oh yeah, you go to work. I'm just gonna like nap on the couch all day, slightly follow the sunbeam, and then sleep some more. Like fuck yeah. How would you even will the cat to like come back into the same room as the body swisher machine <laughs> if you like just not listen to you? I would also like to read the cat in passages about the cat in the human body and what is happening there. <laughs> the cat goes to the kitchen and like opens a bunch of bags of food and then eats a little bit out of all of them and then just throws <laughs> <goes> away. <laughs> Man, Listen, Jake you're just describing me an adult with ADHD while trying to <laughs> lunch. Jake is just walking around the house knocking everything off the counters. I don't understand what's up with him. Another another book about people being able to pee freely. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dorje, these are really good points. And um I was gonna say we'll let Todd Strasser know about him, but I forgot we just did. So he's here, <laughs> <Take> yeah. <laughs> 
come out of come out of retirement for one more serious maybe Todd Todd is among us yes (laughs) help help I'm trapped in a podcaster's body Anyway. We have to update all the male Kimp references. Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 Gotta go through and put in the new promo codes for all the mattresses and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Promo code help with an exclamation point. (laughs) It won't work if you don't do the exclamation point. (laughs) Uh, Do any humans have any closing thoughts aside from the promo codes to share? No, you know, no, this was a certainly a trip back down memory lane and it was it was fun. This was an enjoyable read in a weird fucked up way. Yeah, a perfect <laughs> example of the type of book that is just it is fun in a dark way to think more deeply about it than it intended. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. And also just like th- there's a whole genre of like books that you would have bought at a book fair that I really yeah. like revisiting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because they're just meaty enough to give you stuff to overanalyze, but also like breezy enough that you can talk about them inside of like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, if I could, I can perfectly envision this on the shelf at a book fair and I can envision me like walking right by it looking for something with a a girl in a bonnet on the cover looking for a (laughs) unicorn bookmark completely uninterested in this and and i i stand by that but it you know we've we've certainly read worse things for this podcast we did last time we were on the show we read that book of of inspirational quotes about the book the secret so (laughs) this is better than that You know, what is what is Mr. Dorkson's machine, if not the secret yeah. brought to life? Yeah. Yeah. They're manifesting. Trying to manifest hair on his, on his, <laughs> his My other closing thought is um, I don't think people should spit at each other. No. <laughs> Especially right. not that way that Craig said. Yeah. Look it up. Craig, Craig saying that is like this book teaching kids how to make bombs. Like if you taught anybody how to spit like that, I'm going to be miserable. I Google it. There are Google entries out there. There are. Th- Listen, I did turn. I did turn it incognito mode. So nobody knows that I Googled it. <laughs> I don't want the government to find me Googling gleeking. Uh, I mean, I, I, mm, no, I can't, I can't talk more about this. No, uh, no. <laughs> uh, if you would like to come find us on social media as a podcast, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at worst bestseller spelled normally. We're still on Twitter at worst bestseller with no S. Um, we did, we, in 1993 version of this podcast, there was an S on our Twitter, but we lost it in the sensitivity edit. <laughs> 
You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, all of the places where you find podcasts. And if you do uh, happen to find us any of those places, please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review. When you rate and review, it moves us up on the charts and makes it easier for new people to find us. If you don't rate and review, we will be shooting spitballs at you and those little pointy uh, straw papers until you submit and actually give us a rating and review. Okay, you said we, but I will not be doing that. <laughs> I've, I've made my stance on spinning very clear. <laughs> we also have a Patreon available at patreon.com slash worstbestsellers. Patreon is a service where you pledge a small monthly de- recurring donation that goes to us to do things like keep our equipment up to date and keep our website running. And in exchange, there are perks for you like a monthly bonus episode and postcards and stickers in the mail and all sorts of things. Also available is merch that you can find on our website by going to worstbestsellers.com and clicking on merch and finding all sorts of designs from this podcast to wear on your body. And finally, we do have a Discord available for listeners of the show. That link is also on worstbestsellers.com. So go on over there, click through to the Discord and join us to talk about what you're reading, what you're watching on television, Riverdale, basically all the time, um, mm. you know, these episodes and anything else you want. Yeah. Finally, I'm personally at Renata Sachs. And I am on social media personally at 14 Across. And Andrew and Craig, where can we find you? Craig, you first. Sure, I'll go first. You can find me, me personally, uh, MC Getting, um, the show at Overdue Pod on social media or overduepodcast.com. Yes, and I am at Andrew Writes, but I don't really, I don't really do Twitter. I'm still on Twitter, but I don't really do, I don't really participate anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, same. So, yeah. I hear there's a great blue sky out yonder. Yeah, somewhere. (laughs) Would love to go there someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and overdue. I I got to go back and find the Super Mario Brothers novelization episode. That sounds it's, really powerful to me. It's just a few <laughs> weeks ago, you can go. Oh, okay. It's one of our bonus okay. episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I was like, it's on I'm, the main. It's on the main feed now. So. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm kind of behind, but that sounds very relevant to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Great. <laughs> the book. Great, the, great. the book is a pretty like you know one-to-one novelization of the script as they had one um (laughs) but that movie was a mess that movie was a mess uh great okay craig and andrew thank you so much for joining us this was a treat yes thank you for having us and for not like body swapping with us i guess like it's (laughs) nice to still be in my own body at the end of this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing. You guys are a weekly podcast. If we buy slots with you, we would have to do more work. Oh, God. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to stay over here. So you're saying yeah. that we're the 35-year-old teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to stay here in our spry 12-year-old body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't yet completely thrown out our backs from lifting all those books every week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we will be back as a podcast in two weeks. Uh, we will continue flashback summer with Trixie Belden by Julie Campbell Tatham. And I'm willing to bet it has less spitting in it. Yeah, probably. Maybe <laughs> not none, but <laughs> certainly less. Uh, all right. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Milk him.